joining us and I'm Brendan Burke. I'm Head of Education and Consultancy here at Fiscal um, and I've been here nearly 10 years. So I essentially oversee everything that we sell in conjunction with our software being our primary offering to the world um, that relates to training, consultancy, uh, projects, anything like that. Um, today we're going to home in on one of those services in particular, our Forensic Review Service, which I'll elaborate on a bit more shortly. Um, as well as what's, what it's been designed to help our customers with specifically. Um, so we'll cover some of the issues which lead to problems where our customers need that additional support. Um, now, why there are test tubes on the screen, um, of course, I need a gimmick. Um, so I'll elaborate that on shortly as well. Elaborate shortly on that as well. Um, you know, I've got to have a, a strained analogy somewhere to keep the waffle together. So very quickly, I'll run through the agenda. So. As our, as our introduction, I'll delve into the theme of the webinar today. Um, we'll cover how we make progress faster and use less energy, as well as some of those specific areas where we lose energy in our day-to-day -day work. Um, we'll cover some metrics across a range of our service delivery areas to highlight where we can save our customers time, resource and money. Um, we'll then cover off a bit of the specifics of our forensic review service and how it can be deployed cheaply and flexibly to fix a range of customer issues. Um, we'll sort of lastly, we'll, we'll home in on a few areas where you can actually tackle a few of these issues that we're going to discuss today um, yourselves. And then last, of not, last but not least, uh, a bit of time for some questions. So what, what have I been talking about with words like accelerating and energy? Um, of course, I'm, I'm putting my A-level in chemistry to good use today, and we're going to talk about catalysts. So as a business word, we sometimes hear the word catalyst thrown around a little bit. Um, but, you know, for example, during the upheaval we had with COVID in the last couple of years, I've read a lot of content which refers to the whole ordeal being uh, a catalyst for change in some ways that we operate our businesses, some good, some bad, um, as well as how we deliver the day-to-day -day of what, you know, what our job entails and what systems we need to support that and all of those sorts of things. So, you know, change, change can be driven by different things, some good catalysts and some bad. Um, before you panic, I know far more about P2P than I ever did about chemistry, so we're not going to go into too much detail on that. Um, but to elaborate a bit more on what I'm referring to with that, um, Here's a bit more chemistry for you. So this is a, a reaction profile for a catalyzed chemical reaction. Um, as I say, this isn't from memory. This is stuff I've had to look up. <laughs> this is a very basic one. Um, but a couple of the key things to start us off with that we can focus on. Energy and progress. So unlike the word catalyst, sometimes progress and to a lesser extent energy are things that are probably more likely to be discussed in day-to-day -day work and life. Um, you know, in business, we measure progress across a range of things all the time. So progress is a real common, common thing that we, we measure with. Energy is a bit more personal, perhaps. You know, so in my day-to-day -day life, I, I can't stop talking about how tired I am. I've got a two-year-old daughter and she doesn't know when to get up in the mornings. So quite often I'm lacking energy. So these are, you know, much more common terms. Now, the lines on the graph there represent a reaction. Um, so the first one there is a reaction with a catalyst. As you can see, it's using a lot more energy to make the progress that we're talking about. The purple line here is a reaction with a catalyst. So using less energy to achieve the same thing. 
um, and in the middle there, that's our difference, that's our activation energy. Now, if we think of this more as a process or a problem that needs addressing in P2P, we can, we can change these terms slightly. Um, so for example, I'll pick a really big one, um, an ERP migration. Uh, we've, we've, you know, we're talking to a lot of customers at any point in time. ERP migrations are always somewhere on, on the agenda for someone. Um, we have progress to measure and how effectively we plan and schedule tends to dictate how much energy uh, we expend to get to that endpoint um, to deliver that progress at the end of the day. Obviously, with an ERP migration, it will always take longer than you plan, but you know, you, you get my point in a nutshell, hopefully. Now, if we change some of those terms around and think of this more like uh, a, a literal day-to-day -day process, we can think more about our, our process and rather than energy, we can say our time and resources, particularly with P2P and AP, time and resources are, are scarce, um, scarce, you know, scarce commodities. So what I want us to think about today is what could you improve in terms of a process or an issue if you had that additional energy? You know, where, where could you save that time and resource and expertise and get from A to B much quicker? And that's one of the things that we're trying to tackle with our service. So without straining that analogy too much further, that's where I see the forensic review service being of service to a lot of our customers. So what uses up your energy and where can we help? Uh, I'm guessing some of these are very familiar and we've touched upon a couple of them in particular. Time. How, many, how, how often do we say there's simply not enough hours in the day to tackle what, what I've got on the to-do list? I have a never-ending to-do list that just gets regularly gazumped um, by the latest and greatest thing. Uh, resources. Um, you might have the will, you might even have a little bit of the time, but do you have the resources? And particularly on the next one there, do you have the skilled resource you need to apply to a certain problem at any point in time? Um, budget is obviously a massive thing which, which often dictates whether you can or can't do something. So how can you bring value back in uh, whilst also protecting the budget? Um, and last but not least, something that I think is often overlooked, if you'll forgive the pun, but visibility. Um, actually gathering insights from what you're doing um, where you can learn from your mistakes and enact gradual positive change to fix those mistakes is something that we we see a whole lot of customers struggle with um, because the time, resources, expertise, the budget, they're not there to help drive that visibility and drive that action. So these are all things that we can help to deliver to you at times when you just don't have, you know, don't have any of those things on the board to kind of play with. So whilst we're going to focus on the forensic review service today in particular, uh, which is the one on the right on the end there, our services have an awful lot of crossover, as you can imagine, because we're primarily tackling areas of risk in relation to your supplier base, your transactions, your payments, all of those things. So your, your risk within P2P has a lot of crossover, and as such, so do our services. These services cover a whole range of delivery periods, areas of analysis and purposes, but they do have some key commonality here. They all drive positive change when they're deployed strategically. So for example, if we start with uh, recovery audit here, these are some metrics from our delivery in the last few years. Um, our average project takes five months, for example. We typically have average over 700,000 pounds in recoveries. 
Now, even though Recovery Audit is very much a no win, no fee service, we also use it to fund our software purchases as well. So when our customer wants to buy NXG Forensics, we may use Recovery Audit as the catalyst to generate those funds to bring some money back to bottom line and pay for, pay for the software on top of that. So I won't read through all of these key results, but you can see on the screen here from the AFA and the supplier cleansing pieces, we have much shorter delivery periods. But what we try and do with those is deliver clean supplier files. We get through dormancy, duplication, mess, poor quality data. Um, in our AFAs, we pay for our software and service time, you know, 206% average ROI, you know, over those deliveries. You know, so we're bringing value back to the business, but we're also generating one of the key things I mentioned on the previous slide, we're generating visibility. We're allowing you to, to see where your problems are if you didn't know where they were already and act upon them. And we're getting things with those services into a place where you guys can take, take that process and run with it from there on. Um, now the forensic review service is something that we've taken it upon ourselves to change slightly from where we originally designed it a few years ago um, now, we originally set out to have to have the forensic review service to help very large, very complex, um, decentralized customers, basically where they have multiple AP teams, multiple business units, high volume, high spend, large multiple supplier files, lots of moving parts. And we configured this service to basically bring that level of oversight and assurance to those customers. Um, where we can essentially protect risk across all of those moving parts, all of those businesses, all of those elements, and provide greater visibility of all of those different things in one place. That's kind of where we started. But as we've gone through these last couple of years, we've seen a different range of problems affect much more of our customer base. So not all of our customers, um, I'm sure some of you on the call will potentially describe yourself as I described those other companies, very large and complex, not all of our customers are like that. Um, and the, the issues that they've come up against in the last couple of years, um, and you know, while some of these wins are still applicable, I think there's a more flexible approach that we can adapt this service for that helps fix more of our customer problems and help, help move them forward, help get them from A to B and make some progress. So these, you know, I mentioned some of those problems. These are some of those problems. So we've had customers, particularly during the initial impact of COVID, but even, even where we are now, where prioritizing prevention, so stopping things from happening before they happen, is, is not viable. They're struggling to do that because of lack of all the things we mentioned, time, resource, budget. Um, They've got growing pots of issues that, as a result of that. So if you're not preventing stuff from happening today in terms of supplier risk, in terms of transactional risk, in terms of payment risk, those risks build up over time. Now, if it's a temporary blip and you can get back to them fairly quickly, that's not, you know, hopefully we can make up some lost ground and fix those problems. Um, but, you know, those risks do grow. Um, as we mentioned earlier, are we unable to spot the trends or use the trends that we're finding from our day-to-day -day work to actually fix the problems that are causing them? Again, does that happen regularly? Is it a proactive step at all? Um, so to address those kinds of issues with, with and hopefully help many more of our customers, 
we've adapted the forensic review service to be much more flexible in how and how we can fix those. So the key thing that the forensic review service, as mentioned before, it's designed for, for us to essentially work alongside your usage of our software primarily, but it can also work with your data if you don't use our software. But essentially, it's a flexible period of delivery. So unlike a recovery audit, which might take five, six months, it might take a year, even if it's a particularly large ongoing piece of work, it's also not likely to be five to 10 days of time all in, all in one week or two weeks. This is about a, a potentially a monthly engagement where we do work weekly to drive forward whatever that 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 progress or process needs to be. Um, so, you know, what we do in defining that with you, and we'll, we'll go into some specifics, but we talk about a full statement of work with you. So we'd outline exactly what those deliverables are, when those deliverables are due, and what aspects of transaction and supplier risk we're tackling with those with those reviews. Um, as I mentioned, flexibility is the key here. Um, I think one of the deterrents with our previous model was we were we were essentially trying to talk to customers about a longer, a really long-term engagement where we protect them for a long period of time. The reality is a lot of these problems here on the left, they can be short-term problems. So I feel that there's there's a way in which we could do this for a much shorter period of time, you know, one, two, three months, four months, half a year even where we can address some of those issues, get them back in a good place and hand it back to you. The key thing in that cycle is obviously we monitor and measure progress. We give you visibility of that progress. We discuss with you where we need to refine the process and, and get things slicker and smarter. The key thing at the end of it is we can get these, these issues fixed and we can get the process into a place where we can hand that back to you. So at a time when you've got the resource again to, to deal with this process yourselves, we can hand it back to you then with all the insights, all the fixes, all the benefits, and you guys can then pick up the service and, or pick up the process that we've delivered from the service and run with that. So hopefully this is making a bit of sense now in terms of that buzzword I've used, catalyst. You know, this is about deploying some strategic resource to fix or correct an issue and provide you with a platform to, platform to change it so you can get back on top of it and move forward rather than sort of continually cycling around the same problems. Now, this, this is something we've covered in a few of our webinars. Um, if, if you're not ready to kind of engage with us on that at this point, the, the key thing I always say is it, it's about being as proactive as you possibly can be. So even if you are time constrained, resource constrained, it's about doing as little, you know, as little and often as you can, as much as you can. So time, a classic one here, and I've, I've got, <laughs> I'm teaching everyone to suck eggs with this one. If you know it's important and you know you need to tackle it, lock out the time. It's, it's, it's vital that you do that. How many of us fail to do that? I can, I can put my hand up every single day of the week. I fail to do that on a regular basis. Do as I say, not as I do on this, in this case, but... Um, you know, set aside that time, block it out. In some cases, we found um, not only internally, but a lot externally, the remote working environments we're now sort of doing or, or much more hybridized working environments, it actually makes it easier to set time aside in your calendar and not get interrupted. So, you know, if it's important, make some time to do it. And the key thing here is obviously do it on a prioritized basis. You don't need to set aside days of the week to do it, set aside 30 minutes, an hour, whatever you can spare regularly, 
block it out and focus on those priorities where you can. So, you know, for me here, focus on high risk, high value, high, high impact. It's better than doing nothing at all. You know, that that's the key thing there. Don't beat yourself up over the fact it's, it's some, you know, a process has gotten a bad way. Just focus on what you can do because it's better than doing nothing. You know, bear in mind that the little things that we can't do that are maybe lower risk, lower value, lower impact, they will build up over time. But we'll be tackling the lion's share of it if we can work in a prioritized fashion with some blocked out time. Resources. I, I always cover this, um, you know, in, in a lot of the content I present. Um, P2P need to work more strategically as a team, in, in my experience. Um, you know, one of the real common hot potatoes here is uh, supplier file and the state of the supplier file, the upkeep of the data within the supplier file. For me, this is a great area where uh, somewhere like AP tends to have limited resource procurement might have a little bit more that's that might be being a bit harsh on the on the procurement heads who might be on the call i appreciate you you've probably got a very full working week as it is but the key thing is 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 where can those resources be aligned to fix common problems um the supplier files a really obvious one if we don't tackle mess there then it makes problems in payments it makes um it makes risk so it generates risk for mandate fraud, false invoicing, all of that sort of stuff. It leaves it open to abuse. Uh, so you know, working collaboratively with that shared goal of, of keeping that in a better place gives you more resources to choose from, from AP and procurement, for example. Last but not least, that keyword I've mentioned again a few times, visibility. Um, how often do we, you know, and I see this all the time as well, again, on our side of things, how often do we find a problem fix it and then forget about it and then it might pop up again in a few weeks so we might find it again someone else in our team might find it again you know how often do we see that where we're, where we're continually picking up the same problem as and when it pops up could be with different suppliers different payments different processes but it could have a common thread to it if we keep working in those silos and we don't share that information within our groups um then we don't tend to notice the growing trend. So we don't tend to see how often it's being picked up again and again by different people. So we lose sight of the scale of the problem. So the key there is I, I think we can all do a bit to create a culture within our teams where we share those issues and then we can work as teams to fix them. So it makes it much easier to, to obviously spot the trend, but also to monitor and measure it as a team. So just some really obvious things there, but occasionally it's, it's worth stating the obvious. You know, these things get lost in the course of the day to day. So a few things there that you can use to tackle the kinds of issues we're, we're talking about today yourselves. But ultimately, you know, we, you know, to, to really wrap this up to some extent, we're here to help. Um, sometimes being proactive is, is actually asking for that help. So I, you know, I promise it means if you reach out to people at Fiscal, I promise it, it doesn't mean that I'll pop up like a, a used car salesman at every opportunity to try and sell you a service. So, you know, quite often we find, particularly with our customers, the fix is, is much more simplistic than that, um, particularly when it re relates to our product, product. So, you know, first and foremost, NXG Forensics helps with pretty much everything we've discussed today. It prioritizes that work. It saves time in highlighting the risks and trends. It tells you when to act and where to find those problems. So, you know, if you need help with our product, 
you know, you can speak to our, your customer success manager. If it's just a bit of guidance, we can help. If it's to refresh your memory in a particular area, we can schedule some time with you. Um, you know, don't fall further behind because you've not asked for help. That's that's the key thing there. You know, nearly every case that advice, that that additional training, that refresher is free. So you know, what we want want you to be able to do is tackle as much as possible with our software. Um, and if you need a little bit of help to do that, that's what we're here for. Um, and, you know, that could be in any of the areas, not just the things we talked about today. We've, we've focused in on transactions and suppliers in particular. But obviously, a side, side, in, uh, you know, a side view of that is reporting. So how, visi how visible are the problems you get from those areas? It's things like fraud. It's things like sanctions in ESG, things that you might have heard us talk about. You may have seen content from us about. If you're unsure, just get in touch. We're, we're more than happy. You know, we're quite a friendly bunch, hopefully. Um, and we're always more than happy to give you guidance or talk you through something or point you to someone who will. Now, if the help you need is more in depth and we're going back to some of those points around time, resource, expertise, value, visibility. You know, if you need that extra in-depth help in regards to what we've gone through today, then get in touch. You know, this is going back to my earlier point. This is about where we think we can be a catalyst to change in that process. Um, I've already mentioned the service is incredibly flexible. It's often cheaper and easier than recruiting new staff, um, particularly if we're talking over short or long periods of time. It, it, it rubs both ways. We consistently deliver ROI through the services we deliver and we'll work with you to essentially focus in on the key problems that you've got and tackle them and, and get them back to a place where you can take that process on yourself. You know, we want to, you know, something we, we, a phrase we don't use as much as we used to is we want to empower our customers to do as much as possible, not just with our tools, but to be really best in class with their AP processes. So the key for me is if we can get these processes in a better place for you and get them to a point where you're happy to run with them, that, that's a massive win for us and hopefully a win for you as well. So that short-term strategic deployment of, of a little bit of budget, a little bit of resource that hopefully pays for itself can really fix that problem and get you in a much better place where you can then tackle things, other things as well, much more proactively moving forward. So that's that's it from me. Hopefully that wasn't too, too science-led. Uh, I'm, I'm pleased to say, you know, my science knowledge is somewhat limited, so therefore I couldn't go in too in-depth into what a catalytic reaction was or catalyzed reaction was. So thank you very much for joining us today. I'll hand back to Sue briefly to see if we have any questions. Um, are you there, Sue? I am, yes. Hello there. Thank you very much, Perfect. Brendan. That was brilliant. You're welcome. Um, there is one question that's come in. Um, it's a very simple one. What do you need from us to do this? I mean, will it add to our workload, which is absolutely stressed out at the moment? Yeah, very good question. Yeah, I, if, if you're an existing customer of ours, we need almost next to nothing from you. Um, providing your, your loading data into our software, um, we work with you to make sure we get permissions. Obviously, we work with you to discuss the scale and scope of what you need from us. So what particular problems we want to fix. But if it's predominantly relating to the data that you're giving us through NXG Forensics or AP Forensics, the older version, um, that's pretty much all we need. And then once we've agreed the scope of work and the deliverables, we're off and running. Um, if you're not a customer of ours, and I know we've got some, some um, different attendees on the call as well, 
we just need fairly similar data to what our customer base uses, which is um, some historical transactions, um, potentially an ongoing feed of those transactions on an intermittent basis. So basically a, a transaction file at header level and a supplier file showing everyone that you've traded with within that period as well. Um, and we can deliver pretty much everything we talked about today in exactly the same way. We would use that data on our platform and we would deliver some of the analysis that we've talked about around risks, trends, prevention, high risk supplier changes, compliance, all of that sort of stuff. So, I, you know, the, to, in a nutshell, Sue, rather than uh, that was, again, quite a long answer to a short question that I usually give, but we need very little, especially if you're a customer. I've got another question here. It's does the NXG have a report library? What reports does it include? Yeah, so NXG comes as standard with reporting. So if um, if you need some guidance on that, we can point you um, at those. The reports um, include a range of things, really, some of it very specific around the workflow that you're inputting. So it's got a number of performance reports that tell you the main root cause errors, um, common user errors, um, common supplier issues. So there's a range of stuff in there that does that. There's also some um, what I'd call sort of interface panels now with, that we're creating around insights that are designed to steer you through the processes much more intuitively as well. So for example, with your supplier file, it can tell you at a very high level how much dormancy you've got, how much duplication it perceives you've got. It gives you the kind of steer on what you need to look at and where you need to tackle those. So I, I would say if, if you're unsure, there should be a reports tab in your software, but if you're unsure, please get in touch with either me or Sue or your customer success manager, we'll make sure you, you end up with the right person and we'll give you a quick run through of what's in there. Thank you, Brendan. A good question indeed. I We haven't got any other questions. Um, I'll just give it a second if anyone wants to type anything in the chat box. No, it appears not. So thank you, Brendan. And thank you mm -hmm. for everyone who attended today. We hope you found this event informative and useful. And as Brendan said, if you need any further information, please contact either myself, Brendan, or your customer success manager. Thank you very much. Thank you, Brendan. Thanks, Sue. Thank you, everyone. Hopefully hear from you soon.